Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Natasha has a new hairstyle, everybody. Everybody in the comments, get on Instagram and say, um, Yaz, Yaz, you look great. I don't really care if anyone likes it. It's for a movie and I pretty much got a new hairstyle so I could tell everyone I'm doing a movie Mm. and I want to do a new hairstyle for the movie. Natasha has been calling herself a movie star all week long. I'm not even joking. You got to live with it. I do live with it. I literally live with it. get used to it. You think this is the beginning of a lot more movies? Mm -hmm. You have shot two movies in the last um, two months. I was in Bill Burr's movie. Yes, you were. I'm in Chelsea Peretti's movie. Well, do you want to know what movies I'm in? Uh, I believe you're in no movies. Well, I'm in the um, Endless Honeymoon podcast video montages every week. And that's, <laughs> that's not a movie, honey. Well, it's a moving picture and media has changed and people don't even go to the movies anymore. Everybody's online now. Well, listen, I'm a movie star and... What do you think the kids care about? Some fucking movie on the silver screen or the TikTok account? that is racking up tens of millions of views right now. Um, I think they care more about the silver screen, as you say, and I think they all the kids call it the silver screen. Yeah, kids love to go see pictures on the silver screen. Uh, Natasha, it's a secret dump, uh, which means that we're going to read some of the, the listener-submitted requests for advice that didn't make it to a live call, but in fact, we have in front of us Allow me to read. Okay. I don't have them. You tell me. Okay. Now that um, I'm a movie star, I don't really do like that kind of work on our podcast. I'm just kind of here. <laughs> I don't really do like the research or the grunt work. Or oh, we've, we've turned into one of those podcasts where there's like a famous person and then the person mm-hmm. that does all the work. Yep. And you're saying I'm the person that does all the work? Mm. If you want to do it, I don't know. I could take or leave the podcast I'll, now that I'm a movie star. I'll have you know that I made a major announcement this week that um, I sold a show to HBO Max. Um, mm, was it a movie? No, it's a television program. Mm. And people, a lot of people say that television um, is the new movies. Have you heard that? What do you think sounds cooler? I'm a movie star or I sold a pilot to a network? Well, there's only one difference. Yeah, you're right. No, no. You're right that I'm a movie star sounds cooler to I, than I sold a pilot to a network. But there, there's one small caveat, which is I did sell a pilot to a network. I am. You are in not a movie. a movie star. I am. I'm you, starring in movies. No, you're not starring in a movie. You're in a movie. I'm. Oh, you're saying I have to be the star of the movie to be a movie star? I believe that that is the. No, I can just be in movies, and I'm a movie star. So okay, so interesting. So you see, you think <laughs> that a guy that plays like the ticket taker at a movie theater, uh, at a, a, a in some film, is the star of that film? No, but I. Have to tell you, I'm not playing a ticket taker. <laughs> so, touche. You can't say touche. I'm just. I saying, say touche. I'm just saying. What are you saying? I'm a movie star now, so <laughs> okay. I don't really have time to to 
research, you know, whatever the questions are. But if you throw them at me, I'll give my best kind of improv. Movie star answer. Yeah, you know, like whatever I can muster okay. in between. You know, I was <clears throat> coaching earlier and getting my hair what do you mean done. You were coaching earlier. I was like, you know, working on my part, working on you my lines. You were being coached. I was being coached. Yeah, but right. in the in the business business we call it. I was coaching. I was like with a coach. I see. Mm-hmm. So what do you call it when you actually are the coach? I'm. I don't know. I'm not the coach. But what would? What's the? That would be coaching too. So both ends are coaching. I. I only know from the movie star side. Mm-hmm. Um. That I. Yeah. You want to know how I know you're not a movie star? <laughs> because last week you were on an airplane, and guess what? You flew. Southwest. Yeah, and you flew coach. And you know what else I flew? Yeah. Group B. Group B. But after fifty, it was like B fifty seven. Might as well have been C. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. That's the. The Love Shack area. Honey, why do you love Southwest? That is troubling and slightly disturbing. I'll tell you why I love Southwest. I'm a man of the people. And a lot of the Instagram comments will uh, back me up that I'm a man of the people and that you've kind of left the ether and are out of touch with the common man. Movie no, star. the reason that I love Southwest is because flexibility, Natasha. I think that they do things... Are they the most luxurious airline? No. no. It's not about luxurious. But they're the easiest to fly. It's about like boarding with your child and not getting a seat with her. <laughs> Group B57, there was not two seats together. Did you together. sit with our child? I did, but it had to like, I had to like charm people and ask them to move and well, I'm be surprised like, you had to charm anybody. I'm surprised they weren't all snapping pics of you when you walked onto well, the plane. Well, I had a mask on, Moshe. Once covid lets up and i have to take my mask off it's probably going to be a little more challenging mm. i'm not looking forward to the airport i was actually thinking about that uh, in, in the airport recently it must be difficult to be like um, an anti-masker a-list movie star of which there are some um and a- the a-list natasha is something that you aren't on um it's like the kind of creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. But anyway, like it must be hard because as a really famous person, you must want the mask. That Now there's a built-in excuse in society to have your face fully anonymized, but your political views are telling you, no, I don't want to be a sheep. Mm. Let me unmask and show my teeth to the world or whatever. Must That must be a tough decision for, for Ricky Schroeder and other A-listers. I don't think he's an A-lister. I do. I think Silver Spoons kept him in the A-list just for the for the rest of life. It's funny you mentioned Ricky Schroeder. First of all, does anyone know who that is? But second of all, I think that was my first the first person I ever masturbated to. Ricky Schroeder? I was really obsessed with him. Wow. It was when he did that thumb thing with Alfonso Rivera. Mm, I don't know what that is. You don't remember Silver Spoons? I remember Silver Spoons. That's why I had a crush on him. The but... month every time. Oh no, Jason Bateman, I liked him too. He was in sitcoms when Don't I was you know young. him? No, I don't know him. Not all movie stars know each other, maybe. <laughs> Moshe. <laughs> What'd you call me? I said, not all movie stars know each other. But what did you call Moshe? There was something else. Oh, I I was repeating the movie star things. It's still my brain. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to keep you too long. That's okay. I have like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I, mean, I have do you a hard out in 20 minutes. Do you want to do one of these questions or do you want to just go straight into secrets? Because I know that you have probably um, a red carpet to walk or something. No, like not that. a red carpet. Just some more coaching, a few more lines to memorize. So you're not actually a good enough actor to go do the part without a coach? Um, you know, I like to just kind of mm-hmm. throw it out there with someone else. Yeah, I think it's always good to have an acting teacher. Got it. Do you think Robert De Niro goes to a coach? Yep. You do? Yeah, I do. Robert, Bobby D. Yeah. You think Bobby D goes to a coach? Mm-hmm. What about Joe Pesci? Mm, yeah, I bet. 
Pacino? lot of people do most. Pacino? Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah. What about Christopher Walken? Uh, no, he just does his own thing. He does his own thing. Yeah. Okay. What about Nick Cage? Oh, yeah. He definitely has a coach. What about Machine Gun Kelly? No coach. <laughs> no coach. He just goes from the gut. He's my favorite actor. <laughs> is he a movie star? He actually is starring in a movie coming out. And uh, apparently it's the end of safe comedy. So Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. So let's let, let's take some secrets. Let's do some secrets. You know what? That was just a tease when I said we were going to read some listener submitted um, requests for advice. We're not. We're going to go straight into secrets because Natasha has an appointment with an acting school um, that all movie stars must go to. Uh, so let's do it. Well, I also have to get tan. I have a trainer. You have a trainer? Mm-hmm. You have a training bra. Good one, Moshe. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't What I'm we- saying is your titties aren't that big. <laughs> okay? So just take it down a peg. You hey, know? that is why it has taken Stay me humble. so long to become a movie star. If I had big old gazoingas, I'd oh. probably be a star by now. Dude, if you had big old gazoingas, bo- I'd call you a movie star just to keep you happy. Girl, you know I like them just the way they are. I do wonder how many movie stars have A cups. Mm, that is a great question. Um, I bet it's a very small amount. No, there's some little titty stars. Mm, I'd love to know. There's a whole group of them. Who? They're called the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Wait, seriously though. I'd like to think even they like ca- Betty White. You I'd look like at to, her and what she's do you mean? Even she's a famously buxom woman. You can't say even ba- even Dolly Parton, even <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> No, I'm just saying women who you're like, oh, they're funny, but you're like, oh, they had big old fat tits in the day. What about Jodie Foster? She had tipple titties. She got famous as a child when you don't need to have big tits. In fact, it's weird if you do. <laughs> so I think that that kind of helped her ease mm, into, into her small titty, career. Uh, yes. Sunset of her career. And she's also famously a lesbian. Okay. And I don't think... I think you need smaller ex- breasts. When no, you're a I lesbian? think people accept it more or something. What? I don't know. I just that feel- is of all the takes you've had on this whole <laughs> podcast. The most absolutely asinine one so far. I like it. <laughs> OK, I'm- tell me other small titted actresses. OK, that's a, this is a great this is a great conversation. Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is not a movie star. Ooh. OK, so oh, our, okay. Our, our producers finding us. Small titted stars. Movie stars, celebrities with A cups. Okay. We got Ariana Grande. Still no actresses. Double A. Vanessa Hudgens. She's an actress. She has A cups. Hold on. Hold on. Scroll back down. Those don't look like A's to me. Sometimes you got like fat A's. Like that's kind of what I got. And you can kind of. Fat A. There's enough upper um, Upper boob that you can push it up. So Uh it looks like something. Okay. Let's keep going. Who else has A cups? Don't know who that is. Keep it moving. Don't know who that is. Keep it moving. You don't Don't know know who uh, that is. Miranda Cosgrove. Oh, Chloe Moretz. By the way, this is all a little like weird because these are all like girls who are like got famous when they were like 18. Natalie Portman. Okay. That is a good one. That is a good example of a small titted movie star right watch out natalie i'm coming for your parts you think you might overtake <laughs> natalie portman soon kira knightley kira knightley who is the uh natalie portman of england mm. a lot of people say that uh kira knightley small titted kira knightley emma roberts see Moshe doesn't know who any of these actresses are also i will say they're all like five one why five, would i two. know why would i know who a small titted actress is that's not why i watch films I watched films for the Fatty Tatas. Okay, Dakota Fanning, another child actor. Audrey Hepburn, she I've heard of. Uh, 
Audrey ha- Ashley Tisdale. There's a lot here, Natasha. Stella Maxwell. Stella Maxwell looks like she has D cups. Crystal uh, Reed. Never heard of her. Okay. But, but okay. Well, look, there's a lot. Natasha, you're in really good company. Honestly, the only one that I felt like I was in good company with was Natalie Portman. What about Kira Knightley? She's been in every period piece ever. No, I just, I, I really, I can't with Kira Knightley. I feel like she's just ruined so many period pieces for me. Really? Well, I've got bad news for you. Hmm. She's doing the podcast next week. I love her. She's, yeah, she's just a good really... person. Oh, Moby. Moby has small tits. <laughs> Bill, Mur- Bill Murray. So pretty much, can I just say? Yeah. Pretty much Natalie Portman, Kira Knightley. Those are the only A-listers on that whole a How about Hepburn? Well, yeah, she's been dead for 40 years. Oh, so she probably has smaller than A-cups at this point. So I'm just saying most. She's a skeleton is what I'm saying. For for an article to try to like comb through the world to try to find small titted actresses and to only come up with like three that we've heard of, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucked up. And now I understand why women get their boobs done. The problem is when you're really little, big boobs. It, I don't want to get big fake boobs. Yeah, me neither. I would hate that. Would you like me to have fake? No, boobs? I'm not a big fan of fake, fake. Listen, fake I'm gonna my movie star turn is just gonna happen with my A cups. With A cup, I mean, this is crazy. You I'm should... not a sex symbol type anymore, so I'm kind of like transitioning into like, you know, I used to be a prostitute. Now I think my you'll be next, an aged prostitute. N- my you'll be a former next, prostitute. My next stage in my movie career is going to be like I'm like the madam. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like the prostitute's boss. That's great, honey. Thank Congratulations. You. <laughs> what range you have. You're playing the same role only at the age you are now. That's beautiful. All right, let's play a secret. That was mean, Moshe. I think you're a great... Well, if I can be sincere for a moment, I think you're just a great comedic actress. Thank you. And it does. your disability doesn't bother, like even bother me on screen. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm able to see you... When you're on screen, I'm able to see you as if you had a B cup or more well i did have one when i was pregnant i had a b cup i remember it well and your stomach was a double d <laughs> i remember that all right well let's listen to some secrets let's do it hey natasha Moshe, i'm calling back to the secrets hotline i heard i was catching up on some shows and i heard my secret played the other day and i'm the guy that has had sex with his mother-in-law oh yeah and the reason i'm calling back is two things the secret's a lot better and or worse than what it, the original call was. And two, I wasn't really looking for advice. I know that I can never tell my wife, but I've wanted to talk about it forever. So that's why I'm calling back. But the reason that it is worse is that I definitely had sex with my mother-in-law more than once, uh, probably about 10 times. And the way it happened was this. It wasn't Craigslist. During college, I worked as a bartender at a bar in the bottom of a hotel near campus, and I would sh- shamelessly flirt with older women, parents that would fill up for football, basketball games for tips, and I started getting room keys. I'm a decent-looking guy, but in college, I was very much in shape. And this went on, and I had some repeat people. And my in-laws were some of those repeat people that would show up every two weeks for home football games. And I met them for about six months that way. They'd come in for sports things, uh, football and basketball. And 
I always knew their first names, never knew their last. It was just, hey, we're going to be here in two weeks, so we're going to stop by again. And it worked out. Cut to about four years later, while I was in grad school, I met my wife at college. And about four months into that, I knew who her parents were because I saw photos in her dorm. And in my head, I was like, oh, we're just dating. There's no point in saying anything until about another four months later when I went home with them for Christmas. And I went to meet them for Christmas. And when I got out of the car, all I did was, oh, it's so very nice to meet you. Letting them know that I have not, that that is how it has to go. I have a great relationship with them. It is so much fun to tease them. But that's my secret. Bye. I mean, he needs to tell his wife. What if the parents tell his wife? Well, what I'm laughing at is that a guy with a secret this juicy calls back to the podcast to give a little bit more identifying details. He's like, (laughs) yeah, I used to work in the basement bar of a hotel on campus. I was a good looking guy that was very much in shape. I mean, he's getting busted. Would this woman leave him? You, I mean, I would never tell you. You wouldn't tell me. No. Oh, I, I thought you don't lie. I, that's not, I would just not. Omission is not lying. It is, but I wouldn't tell you that one. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I hear you, but it just, it feels extremely deceitful. Also, wouldn't you kind of think it was funny? If I was... If I had fucked your stepdad a bunch. <laughs> that's pretty hard for me to imagine. But um, I, yeah, you were like, when I used to work at the whiskey bar, your stepdad would come to New York on entomology conferences <laughs> and I would just rail him while talking about aphids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I would be shocked and amused, yeah. Well, mm, that's a big one. I uh, don't know. That one's juicy. I'm interested in what. So the parents, they're like really into their daughter's schooling to go to all the events, but then they also are like swingers. And yeah, they're like wild people. Mm. I like it. I mean, it's kind of hot. It's just it rarely backfires in such a profound way. But this guy too, he's like, oh yeah, I would just flirt for tips, but then he's also like fucking a couple. I'd fuck a couple. You would? If I had the opportunity back in college, hell yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, kudos to you, sir. Sorry I, you're a father now and you can't fuck a couple. <laughs> but a couple of your in-laws. And the thing that he didn't answer is does he ever think about the mom while he's having sex with the daughter? That I need to know. He's gotta still kind of he fucked her. He fucked her mom ten times. That's yeah. like a lot. Yeah. So I didn't definitely didn't have sex with your mom ten times. I mean, what if she's on her deathbed and she's like, "Honey, your husband." I fucked Brian. Your husband used to rail me back at the Hoosier games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I need a palate cleanser. But hey, thanks for being so honest. And I, I get it. Don't say anything. I might say too honest. But I wouldn't have called back. I think it's pretty cool, actually. I agree. I think it's. I'm with Mosh. I think it's cool to be open enough to fuck a couple. What do you suppose? What is the ethical decision? Is it to tell the wife or is it to keep the secret? It depends on your relationship with the wife. I think. I don't know. This one's tough. All right, let's play another. 
Hey, Mosh. Hey, Natasha. This is Emily, um, longtime listener. Just want to say I love you guys. And uh, another period really helped me get through the pandemic. Um, but I am here to tell you a secret of mine. I am a barber, and the owner of my shop is a misogynistic piece of shit. And he's always picking on me, and my coworkers always point it out. And it's hard for me to defend myself because it turns into this whole big thing. So a little sabotage that I started doing is manipulating his playlist on Pandora. So he is very particular about the music that we play in the shop. And on Pandora, in the settings, you can add variety, quote unquote, to all the stations to, you know, add some little flair to it. So every time he makes me angry, I go onto his old man country stations and I'll add things like Taylor Swift, Britney Spears. Sometimes for my own fun, I'll put on Metallica or Black Sabbath or even some Motorhead. But him being an old man, he has no idea how it works or how to fix it. And he just complains and then has to make a new station. And then I just continue to sabotage it. And nobody in my shop has figured it out. Um, everybody else is funny, but it drives him insane. And um, it's a little pleasure that I get out of um, seeing him mad all the time and knowing that it was my doing. Um, anyway, I love you guys. And I hope that you are having a wonderful, beautiful day because um, you deserve it. Okay, bye. Okay, here's the thing. We passed up here. Her whole problem is she's working in a barber shop. We passed. She said she's a barber. She's calling it her shop. She's not saying the salon. And my daughter and I were in Austin. We walk we're walking down the street. and We see a barber shop, and she's like, "What's that?" And I was like, "That's where men go to get their hair cut. They don't like women in there." It's for men only. And she was like, why for men? I'm like, yeah, oh, they just like. And then remember, you went to a barbershop for a while and they said like no wives. Like there was like a sign that said no wives, please. I just think as a woman, why do you want to work for, for like a men's only club? Do you think that boys dress in blue and girls dress in pink? A barbershop is for men. It's like where men can go to like get their nostril hairs trimmed and talk about their dicks. And <laughs> like they don't want women there. Did you not go to a barbershop that had like a no women policy? I that I remember it. That doesn't ring a bell to me. Oh, sorry. That was my last boyfriend. But oh, my still, that, God. <laughs> that's the thing. Jesus Christ. There was a barbershop called Sweeney Todd's or something. Didn't you? I'm sorry. Wait. Silver- <laughs> it occurs to me. Didn't you used to have double D's? <laughs> Why? I'm so confused. You say you have an A cup. Didn't you used to have double D's with a pentagram tattooed across each nipple? And a swastika in the middle? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of my last girlfriend. Okay, well, anyway, that is like a famous thing with barbershops. It's like no women allowed. And they just want to like talk about... Well, you go get you go to a barbershop sometimes. Aren't there like no the, women there? The place I go to get my haircut is the most... It actually could possibly be in the running for the wokest barbershop on earth. Most barbershops are it's not called, very woke. It's called Folk, Folklore Salon. And it is like mostly a queer barber shop or a queer salon. But my dude is Pony and he hooks me up. But he's You think you're going to get him some clients by shouting out your hairdo? Yeah. I mean. You do have good hair, honey. Well, also Pony can cut. Pony's a barber and can can cut cut a mean head of hair. But no, my particular place. I would definitely actually. I'll tell you something about a, this a queer barbershop that is interesting to me that I keep wanting to point out to them there, but I just don't feel like they really want to hear from some straight guy that's like just there to collect really good haircuts. the The thing about 
this gay it's like a very queer barbershop yeah you've said that nine times it is that though it's like very trans friendly it's like that's it's uh it's almost got a rhetorical angle as a barbershop and i was noticing this yeah i've been in there a few times and i noticed these like young a couple times young lesbians getting their hair cut into like a short like sort of typical stereotypical uh, lesbian cut for the first time and i realized it must be a different it's almost like a different spiritual energy at a gay barbershop, especially where women are getting their, their like, I'm gay now haircut. It's like they must deal with that every day of a, like a it's not just a haircut for those women. Like for some of them, at least it's probably like this, like spiritual breakthrough. This like I am me. I I have arrived like it's got all this. Emo- I know I feel like I noticed that in a woman getting her haircut the other day that she was having like an emotional moment when she had her like reveal of her lesbian haircut i thought that was kind of cool that's something that like with these more typical barbershops probably never so here's what i guess i'm trying to say go into the pandora of this uh country man and just like really lean into like queer folk and like ani defranco and go further you're not going to bother this man with motorhead go further go into like speeches of harvey milk and like and you know what i'm saying when like audio books you know <laughs> love it Let's do that. All right. Well, let's hear one more secret. One more. Hello, Moshe. Hello, Natasha. I uh, love you both dearly. Almost exactly the same. However, I must admit, Moshe, you are my boy. What's oh, up? man. A Fuck you. special place in my heart. And uh, you are often right in yes. a lot of situations. Oh, so. Can we just cut this? We don't even need to That's hear that. what he has to say. Uh, like anyway, I have a secret. Uh, my secret is that um, sometime last year, we adopted this little kitten, um, and she was adorable and great, and she was seemingly still too young to get uh, fixed. However, we quickly found out that she wasn't getting fat rapidly. She was actually pregnant by one of the street cats in the neighborhood. And so, yeah, we, uh, we didn't realize it until actually little uh, kittens were popping up. Um, so, anyways, what happened is... The cats, uh, we found homes for them, and uh, that was all great. So we went to the vet to get her fixed, uh, but they said that she was had to be uh, 12 weeks out of postpartum in order to be fixed. Uh, and so what we ended up doing was waiting on that. And what did you know it? The cat got pregnant again. Ugh. So now we had another additional litter to Gross. find for. We did. Uh, and at this time, without risking uh, the cat getting pregnant again in, um, in the postpartum duration of the time that we had to wait, uh, I actually found a, a no-kill shelter, and um, they are actually there's a fee if you uh, surrender to your cat. And uh, I feel really guilty, but I there uh, the loophole is that if they if you found the cat somewhere and it was a feral cat they took the cat for free so I uh, found this really old rickety box and I brought the cat in and I'm ashamed to say that I lied and I told the uh, people there that I found the cat in an alley um, but I actually found her in her laundry room so that's my secret only my wife and I know and she would absolutely kill me if I revealed that I am calling and telling you all and your many listeners about this tale. Uh, 
Love the show. Love you. And Natasha, you are funnier than motion. Thank so, you. Yeah. Hell Bye. yeah. Wait, hold on. This guy had two rounds of kittens and then gave the cat away? Yeah, I mean, that's the part that <laughs> is blowing my mind. First of all, I'm offended by the fact... It makes sense, though. I, it does Kittens seem very hard to love. Well, I'm a f- Kittens seem cats. hard to love? I don't are know. you okay? I don't, I don't like cats. Kittens are the most lovable thing. Okay, well, I, I'm just saying. I, I start, like, weeping in my eyes what when they're around me. What is funny is that this dude found homes for 24 cats. And then the original mother cat, he was just like, bloink, here you go. You, I can't find this person. Why didn't you keep the fucking cat? Well, when our dog was pregnant, Blanche, I got her. She's not even with us right now. <coughs> and she started getting fat too. And then I took her to the vet and I begged him to abort the babies. Abort them? Yeah. And he said he wouldn't do it. And you know what the vet said? What? Maybe this would be good for you. Was he right? Was it good? Yeah, because then I went through childbirth kind of in a, with her and then it maybe prepped me in some way. Damn, why did the guy that always agrees with me have to also have given up his cat that he <laughs> saw through two pregnancies? I mean, that's just such a vote of no confidence. Well, Natasha, I would like to get... I found out about a cat I would like to get, actually. Okay. It's a, it's a hairless cat, but with stubby arms. No, it's, I don't like any form of cat. Come on. No. They're hypoallergenic. No, unless it's me starring Catwoman in a movie. <laughs> or cats. That would be a good part for me, actually, if anyone's listening. Um, yeah, you know what? The producers of the Batman franchise are listening. <laughs> They're huge fans. Um, Natasha. Laugh if you want. I know you got to get ready to uh, star in a film. So I'll just say to our listeners, if you'd like to leave a secret, give us a call. 213-222-8608. Or send us an email at endlesshoneyboob. Endless honeymoon pod at Gmail. We're on Instagram. We're on Apple. We're on YouTube. And we're coming to a theater near you. Yeah. Natasha Legero is. Some s- subscribe. Hey, Tosh. Yeah? Love you. Oh, I love you, too.